0: Today, I'd like to start on a, something that's a particular joy for me. I wanna talk about our journey map and a discipleship course that we're launching here at the church, and I don't wanna be the only one speaking, so I've invited um, the, the three people who worked with me, predominantly, there are a lot of people who worked on this, but the three people who worked predominantly with me on this, uh, I've asked them all to come up and share because I need you to catch some of their heart. I need you to see the shiny eyes that they have for this, Um, because this is something of a a joy for me, I believe, that God has given us. Michelle and I have been pastors for 35 years. Everywhere we go, it's the same issue. You see, people typically grow like weeds the first five years of of their spiritual walk, and they're on fire, and they're learning, and everything's new, and everything's exciting, and they're engaged, and you can't, you have to switch the lights off to get them out of church, you know, after the service, and uh, God bless you as you go, but go you know like you, you, you can't get them, they're there you know and then it's it's kind of slows down and then that seems to wane and they hit a plateau like a, like they 're here and they're engaged and they go to church. but that that explosive growth, that first love, that excitement tends to dip and they hit a spiritual plateau. and then it feels like for many Christians they do the same year around the same mountain for the next 30 years in a row. Does that make sense to, make sense to anybody? Now, I think the, the problem is that no matter where you go, that seems to be the trend, and my question then becomes, well, what, what is it? What is that cause that spiritual plateau? I don't want a spiritual plateau in my marriage. I want it to keep growing. I wanna keep being excited. I wanna keep just you know this, this beauty of what God has intended. I want it to keep going, and it can. So can your spiritual life. You can keep growing. You can keep being astounded by the Lord. You can keep learning. You can keep seeing different things and learning different aspects of the kingdom. So some people just, I think, just don't know what to do. They, they don't know where to go. They don't know what's next. And some people just, I think, uh, lose their motivation. Some people lose their focus because they get really caught up in what else is going on in their life. So whether it's ignorance or lack of commitment or... Whatever it is, that seems to be the reality around the world. And so the, the, the passion for me is because I feel like there's a burden on us as leaders of the church to help you to continue to grow spiritually, more importantly, to help you grow up into the call of God on your life and to launch you into that call. So I feel like I, I, we've been to a bunch of different countries. If you go to a different—we if we went to Denmark. We went into a mall in Denmark. I can't even—I don't know the stores, I can't even read and I'm looking for a map because I'm hunting for a shirt and I don't know what store sells shirts and I'm looking and there's this map there. I can't read it and there's no red dot to show me where I'm standing. Uh, the map is useless to me, right? I'm going, uh, this bane of my life, I go to this malls, the first thing I do is go find a map and go where am I and you know what. I wanted to create a map. I wanted to create some sort of a mechanism where believers could come and stand in front of it and look at it and go, That's where I am. That's the next step for me. I want to grow up in my faith. I want to become a a deeper Christian. I want to mature in my faith. This is where I am. That's the next thing I need to do. And so it's been a passion for some years, and I wanted a map and a mechanism to orient me on the map. And so I've dreamed about a large diagnostic basically that'll allow people to see where they're on their spiritual journey and then to see what's next. And what we've come up with is a representation of that. Because many years ago, we went to Disneyland, Disney World in Florida, went to Magic Kingdom, went to the Animal Kingdom, went to Epcot Center. Every time you go in, they give you a map of the land. It's got here the restaurants, here all the theaters, here all the rides, you know, here's where you can, here's the play areas. It's just a map of everything that's contained in the Animal Kingdom. And that's, you spend a day or so there, you know, just, going on these rides, going to these shows, walking down this main street, seeing these attractions. And I, something began to stir me and I began to, I said, I wonder if we could take the church and introduce them to a world and that they, they learn to march. They go on the rides, they do the attractions, they eat, you know, they, they, they imbibe this land and they go, man, I did, you know, I've been to Epcot Center. It doesn't mean that I've, because I, I have been to Epcot Centre, but it doesn't mean I went on every single ride in Epcot Centre and I mastered every single one, but I've been there and I'd go there again if I had a shot. I would like to introduce some believers to here's a concept, here's a whole world that, that we believe all believers should go through and we want to introduce you to this land. We want you to get familiar with it. We want you to have a shot at experiencing what God has for you in that land. So the question then we have to ask ourselves is why don't people grow? What, what hinders people? What, what, when you hit this plateau, why don't people continue to grow? Because many people who've come to Northlands, this is, a, this is a, one of my f- favorite testimonies. People go, man, I've grown more in the last two years than I've had in the previous 20. Because something happens when they hit, when they come. And, and so let me suggest to you, these are the things that I think are gonna help people grow and mature quickly. Number one is a new knowledge. Because if you hit a plateau, it's because you don't. there's nothing new you think you can learn. But Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed because of their lack of knowledge. That there is this moment, that the moment I get the good teaching and, and I learn something new, something in my spirit comes alive. I go, oh, that's very cool. And, uh, and I begin to want to put it into practice. I begin to lean out in my expectations to touch hold of that thing. So we created a Northlands journey map. Now, it's a Northlands map. It's not for anybody necessarily for other churches. It's the things that we think are valuable to you. And, um, you know, because there are many different ideas. There's thousands and millions of books and resources out there that everybody says, this, you've got to get this. So we wanted to curate a a list of resources that we believe are going to really, really benefit you, and this is what we've done. It's a Northlands journey map. So we don't tip the cap to others. This is how we measured it. The primary three filters were: we believe in attendance of the bride, as spiritual servanthood of the leadership of the church, and every every material that didn't pass through that was rejected. We believe in the gospel of God's grace, and everything that was legalistic was rejected. And we believe in a true response to the Holy Spirit. Because I've read a lot of books that have some good theology on a lot of other areas, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, they're completely wrong. And I won't have that. I don't want to say to everybody, hey, you should read this. I suggest this. Because I don't suggest it. It's going to be bad for your spiritual life. Same as legalism. I don't want you to have even a tiniest fraction of legalism because it will be bad for your spiritual life. So we created this, new, this curated set of, of resources, which I think is going to be new knowledge for you, help you grow. Second thing is new experiences. It's not just head knowledge, because knowledge puffs up, but love builds up, Paul said. It's the connection with other people. It's engaging. It's learning together. It's tasting and seeing. The practical application of teachings is what we're interested in. And so we deliberately set some of these milestones, which are practical places. Like in Salvation Land, you have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You'd be baptized in water. You must be prayed for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. These are milestones that you can hit when you are a new believer. By the way, Peter said you should do that all on one day. Repent, be baptized, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit, Acts 2.38. So, but we're, we're just building this into something there. Paul consistently said to Timothy, watch my way of life and listen to my teachings. My way of life agrees with my teachings in every way. So there is this idea of new knowledge, new experiences. And then thirdly is a group of people to do it with, people I'm in community with. And that's what we're trusting God for. Jesus went after his great commission, the commandment of God on Jesus' life to win the whole world. Jesus invested in 12 and sent them out. So we're going to just do community with other people. We're going to walk with people. We're going to walk into uh, learning uh, areas. We're going to walk into lands together. We're going to master them together together. Not just because of the content, but because of the community that happens. So much life and, and growth happens because of community, not just input. Yeah. And so that's a massive part of what we're doing. In Jesus' day, there was a saying, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Because if you were a Talmud, a disciple of a rabbi, you did exactly what your rabbi did. You ate what he ate, you taught what he taught, you went where he went, you slept. When he slept, you, you did... The saying was, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi, that you walk so closely behind your rabbi that the dust that his, that his step kicked up falls on you. That was the idea of being a disciple. You clung, you worked hard. And I'm looking for people who say, in a group, we want to go after this. We want to be those kind of people. So this journey map has that built into it. It's got those three components as a basic presupposition we're, we're expecting there's some new things you can learn, there's some new experiences for you to learn, and we're expecting you to do it with a whole group of other people. Now, last thing I want to say before I invite Jenny up is the simple truth is, unless you commit yourself to it, nothing's going to happen. Because, as the saying goes, you can, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Or as the Arabs say, you can take a camel to water, you can't stop him drinking. You can't make somebody do something, Right? Ultimately, you have to say and settle in your own heart. Now, I'm hoping that today, as you listen, that gently you'll allow the Holy Spirit to help you resolve, make a determination, almost like a New Year's resolution. Today, something changes in me. I'm committing myself to grow spiritually. Jenny's gonna come up and share the rest with you.
1: Well, I have the distinct pleasure of unveiling the journey map to you. What an honor it is. You'll find on your seat this card here. And what it is, it's going to take you to, you can scan the QR code or go to the URL. I'd love for you to do that when you get home this afternoon and explore the journey map. But now, um, would you just let me walk you through the demo so we can kind of engage with it together as a family and then go home, check out the journey map online on your phone. So with no further delay, let's check out the journey map. So this is a really, it's a simple, but we feel like a really rich tool for you. It's made by you and for you. So this dream that God put in Greg's heart, it wasn't executed by four people. It was a team of almost 70 people who came together and built this for you. So if you've been a part of the journey map in any form or fashion, would you stand up? I would love to just say thank you. Come on. I can attest to how many other people in the other service have been a part of that. If you know Brooke and Dina, they were the designers. They're members of our church. They were the designers who took this idea in our hearts and made it a beautiful visual. And so you'll actually discover that this journey map not only lives on our website, um, but it's actually a huge physical display in our resource center. So that was the Connection Cafe. um, That's that room in the front. And it's now called the resource center. It houses our journey map. When you walk in, it lights up. You can interact with it really easily by just scanning the QR code on your phone and jumping to the the web pages for each land. So we think this is going to be a really hopefully easy tool for you to engage with. We have four main objectives of the journey map. One, like I said, we hope that this is an easy to use living archive of resources for you. So we call it a living archive because this is, it's like your iPhone, you know, there's like a 2.0 and a 3.0 that'll be coming out. We're already working on the next wave of resources for our journey map. So it's constantly being updated. It's a tool that will grow with us as a church family. And it's easy to use. It's digital. It's a click or a scan away. I'm gonna demo it for you and it won't take long because it's, it's pretty intuitive, we, we believe. And so we want to um, really equip you in your discipleship journey um, and to facilitate that in, in an easy way. You'll notice that the map is oriented in a vertical fashion um, in this picture and on your phone. So we have a kind of mobile-friendly vertical view of the map while in the resource center, you'll see it's a huge um, horizontal view. Secondly, we believe that this was built to provoke personal spiritual growth. We want you to grow spiritually. As Greg said, knowing where to start, knowing where to go next. We don't want you to feel lost or wander. We want you to know where to go. And so we've built something that we hope will provoke your own personal spiritual growth. I love this passage in Psalm 25. Let's read it together. Lord, direct me throughout my journey so that I can experience your plans for my life. Isn't that what we want? Like don't you say a lot of prayers, like I wanna experience your plan for my life. Reveal the life plans that are pleasing to you. And I love this. Escort me into truth. Take me by the hands and lead me and teach me. That's Holy Spirit's role, right? He takes us by the hand and he leads us and he teaches us. And I have to tell you, I genuinely believe that this tool is a Holy Spirit inspired idea. I've never seen it anywhere else. I think Holy Spirit gave it to Greg and Michelle into this house to facilitate our own personal spiritual growth. That He would use this to, to reveal His plans for our life. So if you're hungry to know more about God's plan for your life, if I can suggest a land, you'll see it in a few minutes. Life on Mission, check it out. Discover, pursue, equip your, for your call. Those are resources that'll help you get there. But fourthly, uh, or third, I'm sorry, thirdly. This tool equips not only your own personal discipleship, but it equips you to walk in the Great Commission. Jesus said, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That can feel kind of daunting, right? Like anyone feel like that's kind of like a big job and like maybe we should leave it to Tom, Tyler, and Greg? No, maybe Troy Crider over there, he's, he's pretty good at it. No, this is something for all of us. What's my purpose? Why am I here? Radiate God's glory and make disciples, man. That's the call on all of our lives. We're gonna do it in our own skin uniquely. But the journey map is a tool to equip you to make disciples in the way that feels natural for you, along with your passions and giftings, that you are equipped and called to make disciples. And this is your tool to help you walk in that call. And lastly, I want to tell you that we intentionally designed this as a circular, not linear growth process. I don't know about you, but in my church background, it was kind of insinuated that spiritual growth was kind of like linear. You know, you kind of climb the ladder and eventually you get to the pinnacle of like a super godly Christian. I don't know. I never hit that. Um, But, you know, that feels kind of legalistic, it feels um, defeating. And you know, we so no, this is not what we see in scripture. Spiritual growth is, is cyclical, right? We can journey back to the same lands. Listen here, y'all, if my husband and I lived on the same budget we made our first year of marriage and our 10th year of marriage, we would be in trouble. Like you go back to your budget, right? You make a new one, you go back to truths. And so the journey map is circular. Lap that sucker, man, go through the lands over and over in your spiritual journey because there's always more for you in Jesus. That's the promise, there's more. There's more in every area of your life. And so in a land, you know, we're describing these lands. There's eight of them. And a land is simply an area of your life with the potential for more spiritual growth. It's an area where there's a potential for more growth. And we've identified eight of them. If we could drill it down and say, you know, where can I grow? We think there's eight areas. So I'm gonna list them for you. There's salvation, foundations, basic theology, church life, leadership, spiritual life, home life, life on mission, and life of a disciple. These are areas that we believe are for all of us to grow in throughout our journey with Jesus. So in these eight lands, you'll find 38 milestones. So every land has like three to five milestones. What's a milestone? It's simply put, it's a mile marker to be experienced or truth to be mastered. Right, so like you go on a hike and you're like, oh yes, mile one, mile two, you know, it's like pretty encouraging. So it's like these mile markers in your spiritual life, oh yeah, 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 I've experienced that. But like, I wanna master it, you know? Not in like an egotistical way, but like I, let's throw up that example of spiritual life. I don't wanna just like read God's word once or like worship every now and then or like hear God's voice once or twice in my life. I want to master that. I I wanna know what it's like to like learn to hear God's voice for myself and for others, right? And so we've curated resources that will help equip you to do that and help equip you to teach others how to hear God's voice. I mean, if it's one thing I've loved about learning at Northlands is how to hear God's voice for myself and others, Absolutely transformational and so you'll see these milestones again like this land a spiritual life has five milestones in it you can engage with a land or a milestone simply by scanning that QR code on your phone or clicking on it on the website the websites fully interactive. if you can click literally anything and it will hyperlink you to that specific piece of content So with that, I'd love to show you our website. We're just gonna take a look at the homepage. Really simple, again, the map is highly interactive. There's an icon for each land. You can click the icon or the name or the specific milestone. It'll jump you right to that content. And the second most important thing on this page is that video from Greg. It's four minutes and it just communicates his passion and his vision for this map. Even though you've been here this morning, I'd really encourage you to take a few minutes, watch that video. Catch it, let it stir in your heart the excitement, the eagerness, the hunger to journey on this map. And let's do it together. Everyone in the house, we're hoping we'll all be journeying on this map together. So that's your homepage. Then from there, you say, hey, I'm really interested in one of the lands, maybe life of a disciple or home life. Let's take a look at home life as an example. Go to your homepage, you click home life, and it will take you right to that page. There you see the five milestones, you can click on those you see a video from Tyler. It's a minute and a half of pure goodness. Tyler killed these videos. He shares the heart of what is this land? Like what can we expect to experience in home life? And then you'll go down on the page and see each of the milestones with the top three resources. So we've taken the guesswork out for you. There's three resources that we said if you could just start somewhere, start with these three resources. You just click view to go right to the resource. And then you can for my avid learners, some of you like are hungry to read, watch, listen more. So you just click discover more. And it's a drop down it gives you up to 10 or 12 resources depending on the milestone. And these lists like we said will be con- continually growing and edited and changed through the years as we grow as a community, but they've all been through the filter of grace, Holy Spirit and governance in this house. So you'll notice that every um, every resource has an icon next to it. That helps just indicate, what am I getting into when I click this? Is it a video? Is it a book? Is it a course? Is it a quick blog to read? Or maybe a, a YouTube playlist of, of videos that we really we love and recommend. So that icon will kind of help indicate what you're getting into, and then you just simply click view, and it will take you right to that Amazon link, a link on our webpage, a link on YouTube, a podcast we love and and encourage you to listen to. Um, So it's really simple and easy to use. There's a button. You can't see it here, but right under number 10 or the last resources. It says hide. It just um, collapses that view, takes you back to your top three. You know, if you are passionate about leading groups or leading people, you know, you can go to that list and you'll, you'll notice that certain things like maybe a, a course or a series or a book lends itself more towards group learning. So we encourage if you're thinking about community groups, you can find content that lends itself towards group learning um, as opposed to individual learning like a, a blog post or a, a podcast you might listen to on the way to work. Uh, we are so excited about this tool. We believe in it. We've poured our hearts into it. And we believe that it's gonna be part of our DNA at this church. You're gonna see it, you're gonna hear about it. It's gonna be part of our membership classes and just the way we talk, the way we engage in our journey with Jesus, because this is a house where we believe that there is more. We would really encourage you to interact with the wall after service, there's coffee. Just walk through the resource center, scan some QR codes, interact with this. I believe you'll find yourself in the map. As I spent time in it, you know, I realized actually I've spent many years in life on mission, discovering my purpose and my calling. My friend Robin's mentored me through that for several years, teaching me how to lead community groups and help me understand who I am and the gifts on my life. And so I spent a lot of time in that land. But as I lead groups, um, I really teach out of foundations. I'm teaching about the gospel of grace. I'm, I'm spending a lot of time teaching out of foundations. But then if I think about my personal life, I mean, I really want to grow in spiritual disciplines. So you'll find yourselves in areas of your life in this map. And I believe Holy Spirit will lead you to where you want to explore next. If you're a new believer and you've just asked Jesus into your heart, we say salvation is the best place to start. We've got a great devotional first steps. So you can learn more about baptism. Then Foundations takes you to theology and church life. We really believe in committing to a church family. So you'll see that star, it says become a member of, I mean, preferably our church, but any church. You'll submit to a local body. We believe that's part of spiritual growth. But if you're a new believer, you know, we really recommend those are three lands that are a great place to start. But anywhere in your spiritual journey, there is more for you. I want to be able to explain the covenants like Greg does, or at least like somewhat close to the way Greg, Greg can clearly communicate the covenants. So I'm going to go spend some time in um, foundations and life of a disciple where there's some great teaching on covenants. So what are you hungry for? What do you want more of? Find yourself on this map and dive in. And I I really feel like you'll find something that excites you. Um, When you go in that resource center, check out the brochure. It'll give you more information about each land. And with that, I'm really excited to have this video to share with you. Um, We launched this kind of as a soft launch to some leaders last weekend. And Dan Glaze has some words to share about the journey map. So check it out.
2: My name is Dan Glaze and I just wanna take a few minutes and share with you my heart and my thoughts about the new journey map Northlands is, is will be launching. You know, Northlands Church was a huge answer to prayer three years ago in Don and I. Don and I found ourselves in a spiritually dry season, exhausted from doing too much in the church that we were attend- previously attending. And But through my outside friendship with Tyler, we decided to give Northlands a try. And folks, we were reborn, reborn anew in God's love, God's grace. I I just can't express to you the, the transformation that took place in our hearts and in our spirit. We love God more today. We worship Him deeper and we're daily growing in his grace. And on Saturday, um, when the journey map was launched, I had that same excitement I really did about what God wanted to do in, in this, this guy's heart. I love the thought of continuing to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ and and growing together with you. When I got home after hearing about the journey map I quickly logged in to the uh to the website and uh, I was so encouraged by the model and the path so strategically laid out and also with a lot of flexibility the breadth of resources that are available to us on this journey map is phenomenal I've never seen anything like it the resources that's that will allow us to grow and be on this journey of becoming disciples. You know, we all wanna grow deeper in our walk with God, we do, and as Greg stated, Jesus is knocking on the door of my heart, and of our hearts, yearning for us to grow in him. The journey map is that tool and guide for us to journey together to love God deeper. Greg also made a powerful statement that still is resonating in my spirit. Converts don't change the world. Disciples change the world. And disciples usher in the kingdom of God, into our hearts, into our families, into our communities, into our church, into our country, and into the world so desperately in need of him. I'm excited about this journey map, and I really know you will, too. Thank you for allowing me to share my heart with you today.
3: Good morning. My name's Robin Johnson, and my husband David and I have been a part of the Northlands family for a good while now. You know, you've heard a lot when Greg explained about finding yourself in just those spiritually dry places or a rut or stagnant. About 20 years ago, I found myself in that place, was new to Atlanta, and it was just a difficult season for me. And I remember just one day, just dropping to my knees and saying, Lord, I need a friend, I need a Bible study, and I need a mentor. And about two weeks later, I was going to one of my daughter's volleyball games, still new to the area, didn't know many people, up at the top of the bleachers by myself. And a woman came and walked up the bleachers, sat down beside me, and introduced herself. And she was a parent to one of the volleyball players. Um, She could tell I just needed encouragement or needed a friend. And by the end of the night, she invited me to a Bible study. I went the next week and it changed my life. That was the beginning of a journey that changed my life. It was in this community that I found my love for God's Word. Um, This woman became a mentor to me and now she's my best friend. So I'm so glad that her name is Joan Joan took that few minutes just to walk up to the bleachers and invite me to discover more with, about Jesus. She was on that journey. She invited me along and it was transformational for me. Um, this morning, you've heard a lot. You've heard Greg and everyone that's spoken about how we're called to do this this journey of discipleship together. And I just wanted to share my heart just a little bit about just the value of learning in community. Uh, we have three ways, We've, we're inviting you to discover more on your journey with Jesus, like we've said, but we want you to take others with you. This journey map is an excellent tool for individual learning as well, but it's an even more powerful tool when you do it together in community. There's three ways that you can we can invite you to do that here at Northlands. The first one is like we've talked about, is community groups. Have you not just gained such incredible benefits by learning in, in community? I can't tell you how many ways I've grown personally in community, I love the sense of belonging that a community group gives, just to know that somebody's expecting you to be there. Uh, One time we had a girl in our community group, I've had the privilege to leave some community groups here, and she said it made such a difference when she walked into the door, she found her name on a name tag in a place to sit. That was a big deal for her. She was new to Northlands. she was shy, it made all the difference. There's also a great thing about learning in community that I'm super passionate about, and that's when we get the teaching, get the input, the teaching, but then the leaders of the group help you make it practical, and they give you a safe place to practice what you're learning. For example, I learned about speaking truth and life here at Northlands. i Had never heard it before when I walked in the door um, the the scripture that was just brought to my attention was there's death and life and the power of the tongue. I'd heard that scripture before, but I'd never heard it taught like it was taught here. And in a community group, how about you learn that, and then they take it and they, did you notice how many life-giving speech resources were under home life? So let's say you're in a community group on home life. Now you can take that spiritual truth, you can target it to write your declarations or what you're believing, for right out there according to what's going on in your home and your family's life and then practice it in a safe way, begin to speak it. It's a beautiful, beautiful way to grow in the Lord because sometimes these new truths we're learning are foreign to us. It was foreign to me to think about calling things that be not as though they were. The Lord did it, he's challenged us to do it and I had a great place to learn to do that. Another great thing you can do in community groups that you can't do on individual learning is it's an opportunity for you to help others discover their gifts and talents or for you to discover yours. One more quick story, we had a lady, we um, had heard in, on the teaching and in, also in church that we're to devote ourselves to the public reading of scriptures. I had not heard that before either until the Lord returns, the scripture says. So we decided to incorporate that in our community group and we learned, we gave some verses out and we asked some people in the group volunteered. They volunteered to read the scriptures. They get up and started reading them. And this one lady had gotten revelation four and five. I don't know if you're familiar with those scriptures, but it talks about what's going on in the throne room of heaven. And so she began to read those out loud. And there was the most amazing transformation in the room. She had an anointing on her life to publicly read scriptures. She didn't know it We had no idea, but that opportunity in community gave her an idea, opportunity to discover that. We benefited from it greatly. So that's a great way, um, another value and benefit for learning in community. Uh, Another way, so I'm gonna invite you, as you look at this resource, this journey map as a tool and resource for you to get involved in community groups here at Northlands and use this as a tool and a resource for you. If you wanna lead a community group, Go find a milestone or land that you're really passionate about. I know Jenny mentioned Troy a few minutes ago. Troy's got a passion for evangelism. He's going to own that space. He's going to own the salvation land. He's going to lead others into it and, and develop them in that area. Jenny was passionate about life on mission. She's been leading that here at the church. Now she's doing it out in the community on foundations and stuff. So Go find a community group that you're interested in joining at the very minimum. Invite a friend, but consider leading one as well, or consider walking along with somebody on their journey in a community group and just um, help in propelling them for them. It's how the kingdom advances. We get to advance the kingdom by bringing one another along with us. Another way you can um, engage in the journey map as a tool and a resource and bring others along with you as you discover more in your journey with Jesus is missional groups. We, we really encourage, the Bible says, go out into the world and make disciples all over the earth. So if you're learning something here and you're gonna have a passion in an area or a milestone, take it out into your spheres of influence. Create some kind of environment where you can use these resources to train others, teach others, bring them along in, um, in their walk with the Lord. And the last way is on, uh, we call it one-on-one. This is more like, you're, you're going to walk one-on-one with somebody like Joan did with me. She invited me, she was just being a friend. She invited me and she turned into my mentor. Um, so if that's something that you've got a call in your life to mentor others, get, grab these resources, find an area and take someone along on a one-on-one journey. Communi- taking them through a community group is also a great tool for that. And then it, like, if you're like me, and you need a mentor, I encourage you, just ask the Lord. It was a simple prayer, and the Lord provided. So we're inviting you today, you've heard it from each one of us, how important it is to discover more in your journey with Jesus and take others with you. Thank you.
4: So well said, Robin. It was uh, nine years ago that I heard one of the most tragic and sad statements that I think I'd ever heard before in my life in regards to somebody's description of their spiritual walk and journey, and it stuck with me to this day. And it actually came from the mouth of one of my good friends, still a good friend to this day, and former business partner. As we were getting prepared for a meeting, we had a little bit of extra time, and we were talking about our personal lives and our family, And we started talking about faith and our experience with the churches that we were a part of. And I I asked him the question, so what is it about uh, your your church community and what you guys are experiencing right now as a family? What is it that you love so much about the church you're a part of? And he answered fairly quickly on the first half. He said, well, I really appreciate the women's ministry there for my wife. She's gained so many friends and, and they've just been an encouraging voice to her and they've just helped her in so many practical ways and growing. He said, I love the the youth program, the children's program for for my kids. Uh, Just what they're doing there is amazing. My kids look forward to the weekend services and I'm seeing them grow in the things of God. And then he slowed down. He kind of looked down as if he were thinking and I knew what he was thinking about. He was was trying to figure out, okay, what about for me personally? And he said something that was half joking with a chuckle and and, uh, unfortunately all too serious though. He said, "And, and you know, I guess... I guess for me, I I sit in the the chair on a Sunday and when the offering basket comes around, I'm the one who signs the check as a way of saying, thanks so much for serving my family well. And I guess that's my part of walking with the Lord. And for me, that's tragic in a couple different ways. On the one hand, as we've had many conversations since that moment of, of of, of his experience, on the one hand, he was a businessman working in corporate America and in his head and heart, the reason that it was so tragic for me was that in his head and heart as a businessman, he did not see himself in any sort of way as a spiritual person. In the sense he had nothing to bring to the Lord that could have been of use to him. Or there was nothing that he could bring that would have been helpful for the church body that he was called to be in community with. And so he sat there and just waited for the basket to come on because that was his way of saying that he could engage. And the other reason was even sadder than that, it was because in his view of the Lord, he, he assumed outside of salvation, outside of receiving this grace and being a, 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 having a Lord and Savior in Jesus, there was nothing else that he should expect from God in this life. So at the end of his life, he would just say, hey, thank you so much, God, for saving me from hell. What, what an interesting life I had. And that was his experience or his understanding of what it meant to be a, a believer. What's so sad to me for that is because it's, if, if I look at his life, this was not a man who was spiritually lazy or spiritually apathetic. It wasn't, in other words, that he was sitting there going, I just don't care about these things. That wasn't it at all. What was sad to me is this was a man who was spiritually unengaged because in every other area of his life, if it was his business his career, his family, his marriage, if you looked at his life, you would go, this guy is passionate, he is diligent, he is disciplined, he loves what he is about, what he's called to. It was just in this area, he did not know what to do next. He was wandering There was a sense of spiritual lostness and a sense of just being spiritually unengaged. And for me, that is an absolute tragedy. How many men and women sit in chairs like these and they think to themselves these very same thoughts? Or have there been moments where we've thought those thoughts for our own self? What you have matters. The gift that you have matters. You were fashioned by a God who didn't just create the universe with intentionality, but each and every single one of us and what he has called us to matters. And we need to be about that. For us here at Northlands, if there's a single message that our pastors and our elders and our deacons and our leaders would want to, to just continually say is, there is more to your life in God. There is always more. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in. It doesn't matter if you've been saved for 10 seconds or you've been walking with the Lord for 10 years. There is something more that the Lord wants to show you about himself, not because he is ever-changing, but because he is continually changing us, bringing us from one degree of glory to the next, making us more and more in the image and likeness of Jesus. This is the business that he is in. He has a heart for transformation, and therefore we have a heart for transformation here at Northland's. We say it this way with our leadership team. If a family or an individual comes through the doors of our church for however long they're gonna be here with us for six months to a year to to 20 years, maybe they're lifers and they're gonna be with us until we close the doors, they'll help us do that. whenever, Whenever their time has come where it's time for them to go to the next part of their journey and leave the home, We wanna bless them, we wanna launch them, and we want to equip them with everything that God has put in their heart and soul to accomplish in this life. This is what we are called to do as a house. When somebody walks through our doors, we want to give them everything that we possibly can that is precious about our home, and we wanna bless them, as they're called, perhaps overseas to missions, perhaps they're called to a different state where their career takes them, perhaps it's another church in this city that's beautiful. Whatever the case may be, when they leave, we wanna say, did we make a difference in their life? Were they spiritually engaged? And were they chasing down the purpose that God has for them? And so for us, the reason that this is so important, the reason I say all that and I share that story is the journey map is about giving you clarity. Where are you right now in your journey? Because it matters to us because it matters to God. And the next thing is to go, what's your next step? Not, not what's us as a church, but what is your next step that matters to the heart of God and it matters to us and we wanna be a guide that would help you take that next step. It's about clarity for us. And so I, I wanna, this is a, a big part of this. If, you, if there's one thing that you hear me say, the journey map at Northlands is not a new program that we're asking you to step into. It's actually not a, another thing like a community group or a missional community. In fact, the journey map is signage about all of the programs, about all of the things that we offer. It's an overlay to say, this is what we can do here in this house for you and for your family, and what it is that we're trying to accomplish. It's a, in a sense, if you go to the Resource Center and you take a step back, you go, oh, this is just what Northlands has always been. They've just put signs up now, and they're helping us see exactly where we are. So Church life, that's, you're going to find our, our About Us class, our membership class, our membership 102 class. These are things that we've all done. It's not new information in that regard. It's simply saying, here is where you are in your journey, and we would like you to see the next stage come to fruition. That's what we're trying to accomplish. That's why the journey map matters so much. Now, another important part. Please hear what we are. Please don't hear what we're not saying. What we are not saying is that great news, everybody. After two decades of being a church, Northlands has made the magic elixir of spiritual growth and maturity. Just drink this and take the steps and like it's Candy Land and at the end of it, you will get to Rainbow Mountain. That is not what we are saying at all. Because here's why, here's why. Because we know that when it comes to spiritual transformation, when it comes to the transformed mind and heart and soul of any human being, that that is a work that only the Holy Spirit of God can accomplish in our life. But, we are involved in the process, and I'll tell you how. For me, I, the way I think about it is this. I, I'm a dad of a four-year-old girl. She's a firecracker. I, my number one prayer, outside of her eating more than just chicken nuggets, it is, Lord, I want her to meet Jesus. I want, her to know, I want her to know you as her king, as her savior, as her uh, Lord. This is a work that only the Holy Spirit can come alongside and just regenerate her heart. That's something that only he can do. But as her dad and and my wife, as her mom, we have the ability as parents to wrap our little daughter's heart with dry kindling and dry brush so we're going to teach her uh, about what it means to be a disciple. We're going to teach her how to pray. We're going to teach her how to read the scriptures. We're going to teach her what it means to worship. We're going to bring her to every single meeting we possibly can here at Northlands, constantly just stacking dry brush around her heart so that when the Holy Spirit comes and he breathes his fire of transformation over her life, even if it's just a spark, you better believe I'm in the background just fanning the flame, just going with whatever, championing the work that He only he can do. But I am in the background continually saying it now. The journey map is dry brush around all of our hearts. What we're saying and why this is so important for us is that you gotta hear this. Like if we take Life of a Disciple, we didn't just go on Amazon and go, what are the top 10 discipleship books that Amazon would recommend to us? That sounds good, let's just dump that in here. What are the best psychologists saying in in marriage and family, let's dump that in here. What we did with the 70 men and women who came as as leaders here and were part of the reading and review team uh, that Jenny spoke about, those who helped us, we asked a single question. We said, what's a piece of content, a book, A podcast, a blog, a devotion, a sermon, a sermon series. What's one piece of content that when you interacted with it, it stirred your affections for Jesus? It empowered you in a new way. It transformed your life in some way. And so every single piece of content that you would consume in this space, no matter where you go, out of the 38 milestones, no matter what you touch, it is from somebody in our community who said, I met the Holy Spirit on my journey through this book. And so that's what I love about this is that this are, these are real stories. These are not, this is not theory for us. This is men and women who have said, this was a part of the igniting of the Holy Spirit flame in my life. And I would hope that it would help somebody else on their journey. That's what I love about this. What I love about this map for me is that it truly gives me an understanding of what it means to be a part of the ecclesia, the community that Robin is talking about. How is it possible that we could have men and women who have walked with the Lord for 35 years and people who've only walked with the Lord for 35 seconds and yet somehow we are on the same journey together in discovery? How is that possible? Well, it's because we are many members. a part of a a single body. And the church, the Bible calls the church the ecclesia, the organism of all these parts coming together to accomplish a singular mission, the purpose of God for our lives. And what I love about this, it doesn't matter your background, it doesn't matter your your home life growing up, it doesn't matter what you currently are experiencing, it doesn't matter what your current occupation is, we're all coming together in this moment, all coming together. And while we might be exploring different parts of the map, we are singularly, uh, on a journey together. And this is what I love about this. I'm gonna encourage you, if, 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 do not allow yourself to become spiritually disengaged. Do not wander. This map is not about some destination of achieving some spiritual greatness. It's not about destination, it's about exploration. And we believe it's time for this family, this community, let's explore the things of God together and let's discover more in Him. Would you join us on this journey? Thanks
0: so much. I'm going to invite Greg to come on up. Jeremiah 9 says, Let not the rich man boast of his riches, or the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength. But let him who boasts, boast about this, that he knows and understands me. The knowledge and understanding of God is the biggest boast that we should know him. Jesus said this is eternal life, that you should know me. There is no greater pursuit in our life, there is no other achievement that even comes close to knowing and understanding the God who made us and the God who redeemed us. To this you were called, to this you were invited by the king of glory, that you should know him. Not just a cursory glance in his direction, not just a tenuous connection with him that, that leads to your salvation eventually when you go to heaven. But He didn't call you just to salvation one day. He called you to a relationship now. The great passion of our life is not to fill the church with babies. The great passion of our, our life is to grow the babies into mature people and to launch them into the call of God on their lives. Right? We're interested in making disciples. And the difference between a convert and a disciple is a tremendous amount. Not just what they know, it's how they live, who they are, their bearing, their identity in God. I understand, as an attendant of the bride, as, as 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 an ascension gift minister of the gospel, my job is to equip you for works of service. So that you can go out and do the thing that God called you to do. And that's what Revelation says is how the bride makes herself ready. Clean garments were given to her, the righteous works of the saints. I'm supposed to equip you to go out and do works. When you do the works that you are called to do, you adorn yourself so that Jesus can come back. My responsibility and the passion behind this map from the leadership and the team of the church is to create something that will save you years. I think think one of the biggest things that's gonna happen is that the people who engage with this map are gonna get there so much quicker. You don't have to go around the mountain, the same mountain, at the same level for another year. You can grow. You can learn more. There's always going to be more in God for you. Paul said after 20 years, I want to know Christ. I press on to lay hold of that for which Christ laid hold of me. Brothers, I I have not yet taken hold of it all. But he'd seen the dead raised. He'd been to heaven. he'd, He'd seen some stuff. Because, oh, I want to know Jesus. How about you? You ready to move on? I feel like today, today, all day, I was up early this morning, uh, all day, it's felt like New Year's Eve. It's felt like there's a moment to make some resolutions. That's what it feels like. And to keep them. So I want to dare you to just, to just make some choices in your heart. I'm going to go hard after Jesus. I'm going to seek his face. I'm going to grow. It doesn't matter to me where you want to go. Find one. Pick one. I think a lot of people in this year, in, in a, about a month's time, we launch our community groups. I'm hoping that a lot of, I think there's some community group leaders are going to say, you know what, this year we're going to go after home life. And they may do a book on marriage and they may do a video series on parenting and they may find us, Podcast on finances or you know I and they but as a group they go after it and they in and they praying and they trusting and they working. Imagine that. Imagine that at the end of the next year, when they've gone hard after all of that stuff and they've grown in all those areas. What's that worth? In the kingdom. It's worth a lot. But we can't do that on your behalf. You have to choose. So I'm asking you to choose. And when it comes to sign-ups in a month's time, the community groups, don't be one of those people who sits back and folds your arms with the I-dare-you-to-bless-me attitude. Sign up. Come with us. Engage. Because we need you. We don't just want to teach you. We need you to help create an experience around which we can all grow. I'm so proud of the team who did this, I'm so excited about this. On your way out, just go through the resource center, have a look on the wall, play with it a little, you'll see it's fun. I'm gonna close in prayer, and then Jenny's gonna come up and close the meeting, but thanks for being with us and joining with us on this thing. Father, all things belong to you, for to you, Lord, is all the glory. We give you honor. Lord, I pray that you would save people years, decades even, Lord, of wandering. Israel spent 40 years, Lord, wandering around a wilderness that could have taken them 40 days to get through. Days, not years, Lord, I pray would be the legacy of this map. Days, not years. And I ask, Lord, for many people in the sound of my voice today that by your spirit you would, you would switch something on and that they would be launched from this moment onwards into an exceedingly abundant growth. Because you promised, Lord, to the one who has, more will be given and they will have an abundance. Give us abundance in Jesus' name. Amen.